Welcome, welcome, welcome. I want to welcome you to another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. It's your boy Jalen, man. It's episode 37, man. 37. Ah, uh, hey, man. 37 episodes. I appreciate I appreciate you guys for rocking with me, man. You know, to how last week was a heavy week with a lot of stuff. This week, not too much stuff happened. Um, there was a big uh event, I guess, but not too many stuff happened. But today, uh, I have the host of the Curry in the Pot, Mike Curry, on as a guest, and we had a little, we, we had a discussion, we'll talk about it, but uh, again, I want to welcome you guys to another episode of the Unpopular Podcast, it's your boy Jalen, and Antonio Brown got signed, <laughs> and it's funny, so he got signed, well, a trade, uh, on the ticker or ESPN ticker, it said he got traded to the uh, Bills. And I'm like, damn, bro, that sucks. I mean, you're going to get money, but the Bills? You go from the Steelers to the Bills? About a good 15 minutes later, it was like, nah, nah, chill out, chill out. That's that's not that's not accurate. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't having none of that. So that that deal fell through. It sucks that the, the Redskins were, were in play, but... In, in in Reskin's fashion, ain't nothing happened. But Antonio Brown uh, then came out and said, fake news, I ain't going to no bills. And then the trade fell through. And then uh, about a, 24 hours later, boom, he gets tra- he gets traded to the uh, Oakland Raiders. And I put on Twitter, hey, man, AB might lead the league in receptions and touchdowns. While the while the the Raiders go three and thirteen, so I don't know the Raiders. He 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 got money. Of course, he wanted money. He got money. And watch out for the Raiders getting Le'Veon Bell too. That you know that's kind of in the winds. Uh, or that's kind of in play right now. But you know, uh, you go from Amari Cooper to AB. While Amari Cooper is, I think, what six years younger than AB. AB is still the top if not one of the top wide receivers in the league and you know it's funny i saw damian willie was talking about it a lot of people and, and i know look i struggled this at first as a sports fan i'm like bro wouldn't everybody try to play for a championship but Damian Woody said something, or he said his man said something to him that was profound. He was like, one of those rings don't pay for any of my bills. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. You know, some people, as great as they are, they their main goal is to get as much money as possible and to provide for their family. And you can't, I can't, people can't get mad at that. Hell, Katie even came out and said, at least this next deal, he's looking, he wants to make as much money as possible. You know, I, as a competitor stepping on the floor, I want to win all the time. And I'm pretty sure football players and basketball players or any professional athletes or any competitors, they just want to win. But at the end of the day, Jay Williams said this too uh, on Saturday. He was like, senior day is so important because – a lot of seniors, if they go to the league, this is the last time that basketball is their number one focus. You know, you go to the league and it's a business. People, you have to worry about your future. And that's what AB did. 
AB better himself, I guess. I mean, he's still making money. He's making a lot of money. He's still one of the top receivers in the league. Is he going to win at the rate with the Oakland, with Oakland that he did with Pittsburgh? I don't believe so. But, I mean, he took control and he, you know, he wanted to get out of one situation and, and go to another one, whether that's better or not. That's to be seen, but, you know, Antonio Brown is now Oakland Raider. Oakland Raiders still have to sure up that defense. That defense is horrendous. But at least they got a cornerstone wide receiver and maybe a cornerstone quarterback in Derek Carr. The only thing is, of course, A.B.'s age. But, again, he's still the top, if not one of the top, wide receivers in the league. So Antonio Brown went to (laughs) – he went to the, the 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 Raiders. The Raiders. That was that was yeah, that was huge. That was that was huge. Um, and and now people ask, you know, will well, this is all right. I'm gonna say this is big in a lot of ways because as you're seeing, a lot of players are taking control of their narrative hell look at homie uh what's his name uh homie from the cowboys i think irving i'm looking it up look at homie from the cowboys that pretty much quit because that's another thing you know what we'll 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 stay on that we'll we'll get back to that but players are starting to take control. And this is and we've we've been on this a couple of podcasts now. The players are starting to take control of their situations. As you we've seen time and time again that the leagues or the owners have the final say so, which they still do, but players are now and it's not just NBA. Players all over hell. You see Bryce Harper, Manny Machado. You see Le'Veon Bell. You see Antonio Brown. Top players are starting to really demand more respect and starting to control the 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 way that not only they're covered, but the way that the the team they go to, how much money they want. Hell, you look at AB. They still they're still or AD. There's still money on his contract, and yet he's about to be out of New Orleans. It's you know it, it's crazy, but it, it's 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 where where I think they're making steps to be better. You know, everybody wants to to say they control what they can control, and while you still have owners and you still have GMs and everything, as a player, you draw the most revenue. Nobody's going to the game to see Bruce Allen. <laughs> Nobody's going to the game to see Robert Kraft. They're going to games to see Tom Brady, to see Aaron Rodgers, to see Antonio Brown, to see Le'Veon Bell, to see Saquon Barkley, to see Odell Beckham, to see LeBron, to see Steph, KD, Anthony Davis. They're going to see the players, so the player and the players are starting to understand that, and the players are starting to get to a point where it's like, you know what? I'm controlling this. I'm gonna do what we're gonna do. I'm gonna do what I want to do. While I can't control exactly where I get traded to, I'm going to control where I go free agency, and I'm going to make it known I don't want to be here. Again, we've been on this wave for a while now on the podcast, but as you've seen, 
Anthony Davis, Antonio Brown, LeBron James to a certain extent, Le'Veon Bell. Players are starting to take control. And while the Oakland Raiders is not a number one franchise right now, at least, and the Steelers might be a better franchise at the moment than the Steelers, I mean, than Oakland, Antonio Brown controlled the terms and controlled and did what he had to do. And now he's an Oakland Raider, making as much money as he wants. They're probably going to restructure his deal. And now they, Oakland's better. You can argue if Antonio Brown's in a better situation. And that's how it is. That is how it is. And speaking of control, another thing that happened this, this week was Cowboys David Irving quits the NFL over weed policy. I've said I don't I've said this on the podcast and I've said this off wax, but I don't smoke. I don't smoke at all. I don't smoke weed. I don't smoke cigarettes. I don't smoke blacks. I don't smoke nothing. But I can't get mad or I can't judge nobody for doing what they want to do. I understand in principle why the NFL wants to be or has a ban on marijuana. I understand. I believe there's something in the the actual marijuana that's on the banned substance list. I, I don't know. But I do understand why it's why it's a ban. I mean, it's still a drug, quote unquote. And I also understand why players want it to not want it to come off the banned substance list. I understand why players do it. A lot of players, a lot of players have come out both basketball and football and said that marijuana helps them recover faster than a lot of drugs that the league give them. And and I'm I'm pretty much focusing primarily on the NFL. The NFL, you get pumped up with drugs week after week, drugs that they give you. And as we've seen, a lot of these drugs have negative side effects down the road. While currently it'll help take the pain away, it'll numb you so you can still go out and play, down the road you have CT issues, you have memory loss issues, you have joint issues, you have body issues, you just have issues coming down the road, going down the road due to these drugs. And again, I understand why NFL players want marijuana to be legal. Because like David Irving, like players like Ricky Williams, they see the benefits in weed. The benefits in, okay, it helps me recover faster and a and a lot less, a lot less uh, damaging down the road than all these other drugs. But then yet. You want to ban it. And I also think the NFL, it's, it's like a conspiracy type thing. I also think the NFL bans it due to the fact that they can't control that market. 
you remember when players were there was, there was a like a wave but when players were customizing their cleats during the game now of course you can wear whatever cleats you want before the game but remember when cleats were getting uh customized during the game and the nfl put a stop to that until they controlled that and now i believe there's like maybe a week or a month where you can wear whatever cleats you want because all the proceeds go to like the wounded warriors foundation or something or the nfl gets a lot of those proceeds you see i've talked about this before there's there is a reason why the nfl and the nba are the only two the only two sports that have salary caps the nfl and the nba are the only two sports mainly the nfl where they are so strict with the weed or substance abuse policy that you can get banned you can get banned hell look at oj mayo look at look at david irving david irving's been suspended so many times look at martavius bryant This is there's a reason for this. There's a reason why the two sports that's predominantly controlled by African Americans, predominantly not even controlled, because it's not controlled by African, predominantly taken took mm, in the in the NFL and NBA, the best players, the faces of these leagues are African American. As in, you look at top to bottom, the best players, 99%, maybe 95% are African-Americans. Take out Tom Brady. Take out Aaron Rodgers. The top 10, arguably, NFL players are African-American. The top, in fact, I don't know how far down I can go before I do the best Caucasian player in the the NBA. And I'm not saying I'm not. This is not a race war. This is I'm not saying that Af- I mean Caucasians aren't good in football or aren't good at sports, but there is a strict correlation between the two sports that are predominantly run by African Amer- or controlled by African Americans or predominantly taken over by African Americans are the only two sports that one have a strict substance abuse policy and it's not like steroids or anything now of course i get steroids but weed policy and salary caps the only two sports yes there's uh there's a policy in hockey but hockey has a cocaine problem you never hear about someone getting suspended from cocaine use but hockey has a serious cocaine problem look it up Baseball still has a steroids problem, yet you don't hear too much about it anymore, even though it's still running rampant. Maybe not as much as the, you know, Roger Clemens days, but it still has a steroids problem. But when you look at it, cocaine or weed, steroids or weed. You know, again, I don't smoke and I don't do drugs at all. I don't drink. I don't I don't do none of that. But. I understand 
especially NFL. The NFL is a tough sport, man. It's a physical sport. It's a tough sport. And I understand as an NFL player, you would do whatever you need to do to get 100% because to get back to 100% because or as close to 100% as possible because I understand that this feeds your family. So David Irving, there's a deeper underlining problem to this. No, I don't think David Irving should have quit the NFL for smoking. But this is this he's shining a light on something a lot more serious. Is that the 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 sports that are predominantly controlled by African Americans are the are the strictest sports in the world. And the two most popular sports. LeBron James can't go anywhere in this world without being recognized. Tom Brady can't go anywhere in this world and not be recognized. And he wears helmets. Steph Curry can't go anywhere. Yet those are the two sports that, one, have a salary cap, which means you can limit how much you pay somebody for their services, and also have a strict drug policy. Yeah, those are, especially football, is the most physically taxing sport. It it's it's crazy, man. It's it's crazy, but I see it. I can see it. I see it. It's March. It's March. We're we're flipping the script. We're 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 gonna be cool. It's March and. March Madness is coming. North, my North Carolina Tar Heels beat Duke again this uh, for the season sweep. And, of course, yeah, Zion didn't play, but you still have, you know, I understand he's probably the number one draft pick, but you still have two more top five draft picks, and you can't, you can't beat North Carolina. And I'm a North Carolina fan, but the others, oh, Zion didn't play. Zion didn't play. You still have R.J. Barrett, who's more than likely going to go second. And you have Cam Reddish, who's more than likely going to go either third, fourth, or fifth. Not to mention Trey Jones, who's going to go in the top ten. So miss me with all that. Oh, Duke. I mean, again, I understand Duke needs Zion, but miss me with all that. Oh, man, Duke, Duke. Can't do nothing without Zion. Duke Duke is trash without Zion. I told in my last podcast, maybe you should look at R.J. Barrett going number one in the draft because he's balling right now. And that also goes to the fact that R.J. Barrett and Cam Reddish was torching North Carolina. It's just North Carolina had you know Kobe White was was playing great. Uh, Cameron Johnson was playing great. Luke May was playing physical. You know, North Carolina won how North Carolina wins now. North Carolina was mainly a team that would destroy you down low. You look at Rasheed Wallace, uh, Tyler Hansbro, Kennedy Meeks, um, players like that. You know, they would they would body you down low. And we don't have the size like that. So now we shoot. We have Cameron. I mean, we have uh, Cameron Johnson, Kobe White, Luke May. Uh, Kenny Williams, Nazir Little to a certain extent. 
so yeah, I had I just had to give a shout out to North Carolina. Uh and and tune in next week. Next week I'm gonna have a NCAA special because right now we're in tournament time. We are, you know, the ACC tournament starting uh this week. All the tournaments are starting, so come next week or come next Monday, more than likely we would know the seedings or who's going to the tournament, who's not. I'm going to talk about my sleepers. I'm going to break down who I think can win. I'm not going to go a whole bracket because that's a lot of freaking teams. But I'm going to shot, highlight some teams that I think can win. Uh, some sleep. Like I said, I'm going to have a college uh, NCAA March Madness special. So stay tuned for that for next week. Is there anything else I want before we get to the unpopular topic of the week? Uh, I don't think so. Man, let's get to the unpopular topic of the week. Welcome to the unpopular opinions. Unpopular opinions. Have unpopular opinions. Unpopular opinions. Okay, so what's an unpopular opinion? Unpopular opinions. To utter such blasphemy. He's got the nerve, the audacity, the unmitigated goal to echo such blasphemous nonsense. Just blasphemy. So I was watching The Herd. And Doug Gottlieb was filling in for Colin Cowherd. And he was talking about trades that failed that would have shaped the league. And it got me thinking, yo, there's a lot of trades that failed and didn't fall. Well, <laughs> failed and and did go through that changed the league. Now, some of these are huge. Some of these aren't as big as others, but every trade or non-trade that I talked about or I'm going to talk about shaped the way that we look at the NBA today. And I didn't want to talk about this alone. So what I did was I invited my man's Mike Curry from the Curry and the Pop podcast to the unpopular topic, unpopular podcast to talk about this topic uh mike is a is a is a huge sports fan man um i'm gonna put his link in the i'm gonna put his information in the description but yeah man uh me and him have a have a great conversation about just how the nba would look if one or two of these trades would have went down so without further ado here you go Live. Oh wait, that's the wrong one. Wrong one. All right. <laughs> All right. How's everybody doing, man? I wanna, I wanna welcome a special guest, man. I wanna welcome a man that's been grinding the sports world, a man that has a podcast on his own, the Curry in the Pot host, Mr. Mike Curry. How you doing, bro? What's going on, man? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm battling a little cold, but you know. I don't never, you know, got too much, enough time to talk sports with my boy. So, you know, I got to do it, bro. Cole not going to stop us. Yeah, man. This weather been crazy. It was like snow one day. The next day it was 60 degrees. Now it's like yeah, man. 40. Like... I don't know what they're doing with the temperature, but they need to chill out. But I do appreciate you being here with me, man. Uh, I've been on your podcast a couple times, so this is definitely well overdue. Um, Today, I had I had I well. I had an idea and it was kind of helpful. So I was watching the the herd with Doug. Got- well, it's Colin Cowherd, but Doug Gottlieb was. Uh-huh. He was he was standing in and he said, "A quick. I wonder about all the failed trades 
that could have shaped the the league, the NBA. Um, of course, there's a lot of trades in the NFL we could talk about. We're just going to talk about NBA because I think me and you are pretty uh, well-versed in the NBA. And we're just going to have a conversation, man. Uh, again, I want to thank everybody for listening. This is the Unpopular Podcast. Uh, this is your boy Jalen with a special guest, Mike Curry, the host of the Curry in the Pot podcast. And uh, let's just start it off because I know... <laughs> I'm gonna get this out of the way because I already know this. This is about to be a fun topic. So, for all the people that know Kobe, Kobe's a great player. In fact, Kobe, you know, we'll, we'll say that. But back in 2007, right? Kobe demanded on the Stephen A. Smith show, by the way. Kobe demanded a trade to the Bulls, and it's funny because well. We're going to talk about a couple of trades, of course. And a lot of these trades that did or did not happen did or did not happen because of stupidity on somebody else's part. Now, in hindsight, no, ain't no hindsight about this. Kobe, back in 2007, Kobe, and you can attest to this, Mike, Kobe was, he, he had three rings at the time. Mm-hmm. He, uh, now, yes, yeah, Shaq left, but he was still dropping buckets like it was nobody's business. I mean, Kobe is, to me, the top two greatest scorers of all time. And that didn't change in 2007. The only change was the Lakers sucked back in 2007. I think that's... Ain't that the Smush Parker days in the... Uh, in the oh, Kobe yeah. Days? Yes, yes, bro. Yes. Uh, 2007? Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We were... We were hor- you talking about 06, 07, right? 06, 07. Yeah, yeah. They were terrible in 06, 07. And... Kobe had it. Kobe was done. And it's crazy because before we even talk about that, draft night, Kobe was traded to Charlotte. Mm-hmm. But they said, you know what? No, we'll, tra- we'll, we'll give, you know, we'll trade him to the Lakers. Imagine if Kobe never was traded to the uh, Lakers. I don't think they would have ever had, they, they, they don't think, they wouldn't have had Shaq because Shaq, uh, Lakers wouldn't have looked. I Lakers want to look good for Shaq because who else would he be going to play with? Robert Ory? Like, no. If they had they had Nick Van Exel back then, uh, Eddie Jones, they had a couple players, but it wasn't all that attractive. That is, they, they did have a couple players. I'm not, I'm not saying like they have no nobody, but I'm saying as if you look at the situation that he left from, I wouldn't trade, I wouldn't go leave Penny Hardaway for Nick Van Exel. Now, of course, there was a couple. <laughs> personal things that went down but that 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 draft night trade really spearheaded a lot of stuff in the in in the kobe era you know what i mean there i don't think to be honest with you i don't think there would be a kobe era if he would have stayed with charlotte because i think i don't know if i would have been a lakers fan man exactly and i don't and if you look at it remember cook uh kobe's rookie year wasn't didn't start off great the man, what, had four air balls straight? And then he even said his confidence was shot at that point, but it, it took um, his teammates and it took his coach to be like, hey, you know, it is what it is. It just, just keeps firing. And now, you know, we know who Kobe ended with. So, but as a Kobe fan, how, Kobe getting drafted, Kobe getting traded on draft day, 
I think that did a that that affected the magic forever. That affected, uh-huh. like I said, I don't think Shaq would have left, or if he would have left, he wouldn't have left to go, or he wouldn't he wouldn't leave to go to the uh, Lakers. Um, it affected the Charlotte Hornets. I mean, have they ever recovered? Well, huh. when they were the Bobcats, they were straight for a little bit. And when I say straight, as in they can make the playoffs, but they weren't like good. Uh-huh. The Gerald, the Gerald Henderson. I mean, Gerald, uh, Gerald Wallace, Wallace days. Uh, and the Tyrese oh, Thomas days. And then <laughs> it affected the Lakers. I don't think the Lakers would, well, they, they still, of course, would be a dynasty. I mean, instead of what, 16 championships, they'll have 10. But, I mean, they'll have nine. But, like, just tell me, just how do you think that would have affected just draft night? We're, we're going to get back to the 2007. But how do you think draft night really affected the league? Uh, Well, that draft, that draft was, you know, as you know, was a, a loaded draft. One of the best draft classes of all time. Yeah. And, you know, I think Kobe getting traded. Honestly, it affects everything like you just said. Like, I don't know how many people would be Lakers fans, especially me, because I grew up on Kobe. I grew up on Kobe, you know, so that was my guy coming up. So I don't even know if I would have been a Hornets fan. Like, that doesn't even sound right. It's crazy to think about. I just don't know if I would have been a Hornets fan. I don't know. I just don't know. But I don't. Obviously, you know, this dynasty, you know, the three P with him and Shaq, Mm -hmm. that doesn't happen. Yeah. And then, and then of course, course, of course, the dynasty. Well, the 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 two Pete dynasty with with Paul Gasol and yeah, back and, to and back. Andrew Bynum, and they wouldn't that wouldn't have happened. Like people don't understand, man. And, and and this is what I just that's how I preface by saying a lot of these trades or non trades because we're not we're gonna talk about just we're gonna talk about non trades as well. But a lot of these trades or trades that didn't happen is based on pure stupidity or pure not seeing the hindsight. Like how are you Charlotte. And you don't see. Remember, he was a he was a, a high school phenom, not as big as LeBron James was, but he was a high school phenom. Yep. The league back in the day was, you know, pretty center centric, but you still needed a. You can't pass up on a on a uh, a guard to his. I mean, he came out of high school. What six 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 four? Like Kobe. Now, yeah, he was skinny, and he still needed to bulk up. But Kobe had the confidence. Kobe had the offense. Well, you know, offense for, I guess, high school. But Kobe Kobe had the package. So how do you say to yourself? In fact, how do you say to yourself, you know what? We can pass on this, man. We'll send him to the one of the greatest <laughs> franchises of all time. Like, <laughs> and then, and then... I'm, I'm I'm looking now. This is 2000. This was 1998, right? Nah, 96 draft. 96. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. These, the, I'm trying to see who they traded to get. Like who they? Vladi Divac. Vladi. Yeah. God damn it. Vladi. Vladi. Goddamn Divac. Who? didn't blossom until he got to the Sacramento Kings. So it's like that dumb that that trade really changed <laughs> golly man. Yeah, that's a heist, man. Jerry West a genius for that. Jerry, Jerry West went off his back then. 
shit. Look, Jerry West is about to be like he. We're not gonna really sit and talk about him, but just know that most of these trades that we're gonna talk about, maybe five or six trades or tra- didn't like non trades. He's in about four of them. Jerry, Jerry West, genius. Jerry West is a genius. He might be the greatest man that gets no props. Like, yeah, he might. I mean, he's a logo, and you know, he didn't really do, like. Jerry West to me, not only is he a logo, but he cements his greatness from what he does off the court. I like totally you, agree. Like you see what he does with the Laker. You see what he did with Golden State. You see what he, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about too, because that's that's in the list. And you see what he's doing with the Clippers. Like, yeah, he's doing his thing, man. Like Jerry West is a genius, bro. But let's get back to 2007. <laughs> I laugh because, oh, man, Kobe demanded a trade, which I understand. I wouldn't want to play with Smush Parker either or Kwame Brown, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Wizards fan. Damn you, Michael Jordan. But <laughs> he demands a trade, and what he asked for is pretty much they wanted to trade Kobe. Well, Kobe wanted to get traded to the uh, – the Bulls and Bull and the Bulls really only had to give up Luau Dane and a draft pick and a, like maybe a couple trash players. But the Bulls said, and I quote, "We as an organization did not want to give up on Luau Dane. We <laughs> we thought, oh, this is we think his upside." Is unlimited. <laughs> My ni- I mean, <laughs> this is the same. All right. <laughs> now I looked at that and I said, you know what? Let me, let me, because maybe I was missing something. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I, I, now, yes, I understand. Luau Dang, um, you know, he's a great two way player. I get that. Um, or was a great two-way player, but may, I was like, maybe let me let me go and see what his stats were in two thousand seven. Right to try to make some sense. To of try it. to make some sense because <laughs> I was like, there's no way you can tell me at the time two thousand seven because remember I, that was the year Kobe what averaged thirty five. No, 0607 oh, he averaged 31. 30. Uh, 0506 was 35. Oh, God. So, like I said, there was no reason that a 31-point-per-game player. And in 2006-2007, Lou Aldang only averaged 18 points a game. Now, he did average pretty much a block a game, uh, steal and a half a game, and three assists. Well, oh, and seven rebounds. So you know, solid, solid. But that's not thirty-one points a game, right? It's literally above average and then superstar. Like it's an above-average player and then superstar. So you like, you know what? Ah, I think we're just gonna <laughs> hold. Now, what that did do though, and like I said, all these trades are non-trades, a ripple effect. That that uh we're gonna also talk about another trade, but that sent well that that kept Kobe there, of course. Mm-hmm. The, the next year, I believe what they went to the 
They got bounced out the first round. Are we talking 07, 08? 07, 08. is a. Uh, they went to the finals 07, 08. That's, that's, it, that's when they lost to Boston. Yeah, that's when they lost to Boston. That's what I, that's what I mean. I apologize. And got was, gotten embarrassed in Game Six. That was God. They beat them for what, like 30, 40? But um, it was like 39, I think. So let's just talk about the Lakers on the Lakers point. The Lakers dodged a bullet, man. Because if you remember, like I said, the Lakers were garbage 2006-2007. Um, I guess garbage the Lakers standards because they were, what, 42-40? and 40, So I guess you could say garbage the Lakers standards. Well, you're right. But I looked at it. The Lakers were 27th in defensive efficiency. Oh, 20- yeah. You're talking about the analytics. Oh, yeah, for sure. I know those are horrible. 29th. And offensive efficiency, and the only reason why they were 29th and not 30th is because Kobe averaged 31. Um, the second best player on that team, want to guess who it was? Lamar Odom got to be. Lamar Odom, who a couple years later kind of went off the rails. You know, pray for Lamar. What I'm saying is, y'all wouldn't have, Kobe wouldn't have five rings if he, well, the Lakers wouldn't have went back-to-back. I don't know, because, well, if you think about it, I don't even think Kobe would have had those two rings, because... Yeah, it it, it definitely doesn't happen. Yeah, because you got to think about it. That means he would have to play Boston four years, and I mean, four times a year. And Mm -hmm. Boston's still loaded. Not to mention, following Boston was the Dwight Howard era in Orlando. Yep. And that was, like, that's why, like, it's funny how people always talk, like, shit about Dwight, but there was an eight to ten year span where he was just unstoppable. And the Magic were nice, man. The Magic, Magic had a nice team, man. Rashard Lewis, Hito Turgaloo. Mikhail. Magic were nice. Exactly. Oh, yeah, Petrus. They had Jameer Nelson. Yeah. Yo, they had some pieces. And they had Morshan Gortat coming off the bench. So oh, Yeah, they did have Gortat. So... I don't think they would have been good. And then they wouldn't have been bad. They wouldn't have been bad enough to draft the number one overall pick, which was Derrick Rose a couple years later. So that means Derrick Rose would have never been there. Jimmy Jimmy Butler might have because he wasn't. I mean, he kind of fell in the draft. But yeah, that's that's pretty much if. What I'm saying is they wouldn't like Kobe wanted to be traded, and you. But he better. I know he thinks his lucky stars every freaking day that that didn't happen because I, the. I mean, yes, Kobe's reign of you know I won three straight with Shaq. Uh, Shaq won after they after he left, but I don't think Kobe would have ever won again. Right. The narrative would have been Kobe couldn't win without Shaq, and yeah. Shaq clearly won without him. So the narrative would have been. No, Kobe only has three rings, three rings, and that's with Shaq. Yes, and <laughs> it's funny because, like I said, these situations happen so quick. Like absolutely, Kobe's legacy, Kobe's entire. There wouldn't be no Mamba mentality. It would just been, oh, that's Kobe. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. Kobe probably would have put. You know what Kobe would have been? You know who Kobe would have been? Kobe would have been a soup like a. Like a steroids-induced oh, Jamal Crawford, if he would have went. Oh, no. No, what I'm saying, I'm not saying, I'm saying, Jamal Crawford is known for what? Scoring. 
Yeah. But we don't think of Jamal Crawford as a winner. We just think of a, uh, a dude that's 105 years old, but he looks like he's 24. Um, a dude that he just, he, every time he touched the ball, he's shooting the ball. I'm not saying he's a ball hog. He just, he's, he scores and he has handles. Like mm-hmm. when we talk about the, the, the pantheon of, of great shooting guards, Jamal Crawford, unless you're like a diehard Jamal Crawford fan, which I don't think there is one in this world except his family. Unless, unless in the Seattle area, because he's from Seattle, so yeah. I guess. But that's I think that's what Kobe would have ended. Like he would have had three rings. Of course, like you said, it would have been oh he can't win without Shaq. And then I'm I'm already one that says that Shaq, and, and of course we'll, we can talk about this later. But I think Shaq is a tad bit better than Kobe. But there wouldn't be no tad bit if Kobe wouldn't have won those two ranks. I think it would have been like, yeah. yeah, It would have been been by a mile. Because they would have been like, like I said, oh, look, Shaq won with Kobe, and then Shaq goes and won with D-Wade. So, and not to mention, I think then they would have had to play the Heat, what, like a couple more times than, than just two. So... That see, well, and you still got LeBron and Cleveland over there. Exactly. And, so. Oh man. Yeah, at that yeah, time. And the Pistons were still over there. Oh man. Yeah, you're so, talking talking some really good teams. Yeah. So, and that was the year that and was. And the Wizards were good too. The Wizards were. They had Gilbert Arenas, Antoine Jameson, Brennan Haywood, and of course, like there might be laughable names now, but I back then. Yeah, back then they they kept giving LeBron, like they kept meeting the Cavaliers in the playoffs, and those would be seven, uh, six and seven game series. So, and that was that. Those were the days when the the Eastern Conference was a lot stronger than the West. The West might have had like three or four strong teams, but the East, uh-huh. like you just said, was loaded. Yeah. So, not to mention the Milwaukee Bucks had Michael Red. They had it was just it's just he didn't want any of them problems in the East. And I think that would have like like we just said, that would have changed his legacy, but that also would have changed the legacy of the Bulls. I think the Bulls would have been a little better, but not as, you know, not like perennial champions. I don't think they would have been they wouldn't have been bad enough to get Derrick Rose, so that would have changed Derrick Rose's legacy wherever the hell he would have went. He wouldn't have been the hometown hero. He wouldn't have been all that, and he might not have been that. Youngest MVP, yep. yeah. And then you got to think about it. Kobe, look at look at all the coaches that Kobe su- succeeded with. You know, Phil Jackson, you know, pretty laid back, the Zen master. Um, that's it. Everybody else, Kobe, didn't, Kobe couldn't stand. I don't know how Kobe would have been with Tom Thibodeau Tom Thibodeau, who who requires his big man to play 48 minutes a game, who, even in blowouts, you still have to play your stars, which is exactly what happened to Derrick Rose, if you remember. Yep. Um, I don't know if that would have worked for Kobe, playing along, playing with uh, Tom Thibodeau. So that is just that's a trade that I know Lakers fans definitely think they're lucky stars um, that it didn't happen. And thank God every day that it didn't happen, or there would be no two jerseys hanging in the rafters. But on the other hand, that that trade, which people really don't talk about, that trade helped Kobe a lot more than it helped the Lakers, if you think about it. Because I mean, yeah, helped yeah. both. 
But I would say, yeah, you're right. It helped Kobe more. Yeah, because, shoot, I don't, there wouldn't be no mob mentality if he only won three. So, but speaking of help, what, speak, let me, first of all, this isn't even a popular podcast. I want to thank you guys for listening. We're st- again, I have my boy Mike here, or I have Mike um, posted on popular. I mean, what in the world? <laughs> <laughs> Host of the Curry in the Pot podcast. Let's talk about another. You know, I'm I'm just get you upset. Let's just let's just swing and swing for the fences. You're wilding, man. Why are we talking about the Lakers? <laughs> let's talk about CP3. Uh, now of course <sighs> these trades aren't in order. We're just we're just talking. We're talking. We're two dudes talking. But CP3 back in so I remember exactly where I was when this uh, sort of trade went down. I was. I don't, even, I don't even know where I was. I was. We were. I was at the court. I was. I was at the gym. I was at a. Uh, Cause I went, I lived in Waldorf, Maryland, you yeah, back uh, the thirty first, I mean fifty first state. I lived in Waldorf, Maryland at the time, and I was at Thomas Stone High School gym. And I remember getting an alert to my phone that I was back on the, uh, I think iPhone four, iPhone four days, and it said December eighth, two thousand eleven. Chris Paul gets traded to the Lakers. In return, it's a three-team three team deal. Mm-hmm. The Hornets, the Hornets get Goran Dragic. Remember Royce Young, the dude that was scared to fly, like he had. Yeah, yeah, I remember him. Imagine losing out on millions because you don't want to be flying. Um, Lamar Odom, Luis Scola. And Kevin Martin went to the, would go to the New Orleans Hornets or yeah the, the the Hornets at the time, and Pal Gasol would have went to the Rockets. I was like, dog, it's over. Because not to mention, and then you re- also remember, there was definitely a wink wink deal because there was all that stuff going on with Dwight Howard. A lot of people thought Dwight. Well, a lot of people knew Dwight Howard was not. Was was quickly following Chris Paul to the Lakers, mm-hmm. which means it would have been Kobe Bryant instead of being Steve Nash. It would have been Chris Paul and Dwight Howard. This was December eighth. The trade was vetoed, and the actual trade that happened on December fourteenth was Chris Paul to the Clippers, <sighs> <laughs> and. The Hornets get Al Farouk Aminu, Austin Rivers, Eric Gordon, and Chris Kamen. The floor is yours, Mike. Oh, man. Uh, first, let me say, David Stern, this is all your fault. It seriously is. Uh, oh, man. I got clowned for this badly by my friends. Like, they were like, one of my friends was like, how does it feel that Chris Paul was on the Lakers for 24 hours? (laughs) And I was like, yo, like, chill, chill, like, Mm -hmm. chill. Like, 
Yo, this trade right here, it it impacts and affects so much. Let's just say Chris Paul and the Lakers. Let's say hypothetically, mm-hmm. you know, Chris Paul ends up on the Lakers, and you know, Kobe Kobe possibly gets his sixth ring. Dwight Howard comes. Well, that ain't no. Dwight possible. Howard comes as well. That ain't no. Let's possible. say Kobe gets his sixth ring. Yeah. And Kobe, I don't, I don't think Kobe gets injured. I don't think he tears his Achilles if if this happens. Yeah, because you remember. That year, I remember Steve Nash dealt with a lot of injuries, and even Dwight Howard mm-hmm. dealt with a ba- uh, back, injury back injury and a shoulder yep. injury. Mm-hmm. So it's like Kobe definitely had to take on. Like, of course, they made the playoffs that year at like, like, 40, like 40, 40 plus yeah, a night. Forty-one. I think they ended the year at forty-one and forty-one, which got them to the AFC, which then they got smacked by the uh, Spurs in the playoffs. But yeah, they got swept. Yeah. It, and and people and people another give Dwight Howard a, a bad rap, but Dwight Howard, even though a lot of crap went down there, he was still balling when he wasn't hurt. Okay, but, so they were. I just looked it up. They were forty five and thirty seven. Yeah. So and Mike Brown was the coach. I remember Mike Brown. <laughs> hey, he he won a championship. And then Mike Brown and Mike Brown was there. He got fired. And then Bernie. B- hey, yeah, I remember this. Year. Bernie Bickerstaff. Bernie Bickerstaff came in. Ah. Interim, and then this was also the year where they were supposed to hire Phil Jackson. Phil they Jackson. backdoor him. Oh my God, bro! <laughs> bro, so, oh, was, Jim was... Bus, I can't stand Jim Bus, man. He he backdoors Phil, yeah. and he hires Mike D'Antoni. Mike, Mike oh, <sighs> not only, and then I remember because Kobe came out and was he was he didn't support Mike D'Antoni at first. They were like, how do you feel? Oh, he's the new coach. You know, it is what it is. Because everybody knew Phil Jackson wanted to come back. That's the only reason why he became the president of the Knicks. Like, he wanted to come back. But they backdoored him. But Man. Uh. And let's, let, me, let, me, let me just break this down and, and see, see if you feel me. I'm going to break down the three teams that are the four teams that are majorly affected. First, the Lakers. We just talked about it. I don't think Kobe would have got injured because Kobe wouldn't have had to do so much. He wouldn't have had to play 48, 45 minutes a game. Yeah, I bro, think- I remember it was one game. Uh, sorry to cut you off. They played uh-huh. Portland. It was towards the end of the season, and Kobe had played like 47 minutes. Put up a really nice stat line. They won, it, they won a close game. Kobe played 47 minutes. I think the game after was the game he got hurt. Yeah. It was just crazy. He got hurt. Golden State. State. And another game I'm going to highlight, you remember the Toronto game where he had to be the fucking hero for. Yes. The, the, he had to be the hero in the regular, regular, uh, the regular 48 minutes and the, uh, what's it called? Overtime. I think that game he played like 48, 49 minutes. So. The Lake Kobe wouldn't have got injured. I think he would have won multiple championships. Because remember, if you don't remember that trade, Chris Paul was going to be there for three years. Yeah, he would have been there for three years, and I don't think Dwight, because Dwight Howard didn't want to be there because he didn't want to be in the shadow of Kobe. However, you put Chris Paul, the man that makes DeAndre Jordan look like a max player, uh, along with Dwight Howard, where of course Dwight Howard always wanted the ball, but you playing alongside you, Dwight Howard went to the championship. Right, he went to the championship and realized, oh, sh- like I gotta be that nigga for 
<laughs> or we're not winning. Imagine you you are a solid th- at the time I would say he was a second option because to me at the time he was better than Chris Paul. But that was before the injuries. I don't think Dwight Howard would have got injured. Y'all wouldn't have had Steve Nash, so y'all wouldn't have had an old point guard and, and again Steve Nash one of the greatest ever. Yeah. In fact, wasn't Steve Nash out the first half of the season? I just remember Steve Nash barely playing. So I remember to answer Steve your question, I just remember he barely played. I remember Steve That's Nash. That's all I remember. Alfred was on a Sports Illustrated cover saying, um, we're back. I said, back from Stop. where? Stop. Stop it. Played. Stop it. <laughs> I just played last year. Um, I think y'all would have won a couple rings, and I think there would have been that also affected Kobe's legacy because there would have been a serious if he would have went, say he won six, seven rings, there would have been a serious conversation of is he better than Michael Jordan? Mm-hmm. Because every time we talk about Michael Jordan, what's the first they go? Six for six. What if we would have been like Kobe was, I don't know, seven for nine? You know what I mean? Uh yeah. and also so that's just the Lakers. That's the Lakers. Let's talk about the Hornets. The Hornets would have got, like I said, Goran Dragic, who at the time, the Suns had too many point guards. It's crazy. Yeah, Goran Dragic, that's when they had IT, right? Uh, yeah. This, and uh, was it Eric Bledsoe? Eric Bledsoe. That's crazy how the Suns had too many point guards. Now they don't have one. Um, <laughs> Gordon Dragic was actually the best point guard there at the time because, of course, IT was coming off the bench. Eric Bledsoe, we didn't really know what he was. Goran Dragic, Roy, I don't think, I mean, Royce Royce Young, I don't think that would have moved the needle. Lamar Odom was still solid at the time in 2011. This was before, you know, he went off the rails and everything, but Lamar Odom was still good. Luis Scola, people don't remember, people remember, forget. Wow, I used to love Luis Scola when he was was on the the Rockets. Third best player on the Rockets with Yao Ming and, uh, what's his name? T-Mac. And then yeah, I used to love. I used to use them in two K back then, oh, bro. Yeah. Him, hit. I ain't gonna hold you. We stole in two K and Rockets. Uh, Ron Artest. <laughs> Where the oh, yeah, Ron Artest was there. They Where had the uh, they, Yeah, Steve oh, Blake. Man. Steve Blake in an ugly shot, but he he be making and Kent. Hey, Steve Blake, my guy, man. And they had Kevin Martin, who Kevin Martin was like an. He was the poor man's Monte Ellis at the time. He was just. Microwave City. He'll give you 31 game. He'll give you like 10 the next. But he was still a solid score. They ended up, like I said, with Al Farouk Aminu, who can't shoot to save his life. Austin Rivers, who actually got traded earlier that season. Eric Gordon, who it turned out good for them there. And Chris Kamen, who Chris Kamen's career highlight was sleeping on the bench with the Lakers. When wasn't that the game all y'all fouled out? Yeah, we had we didn't have that many players that game. And uh I think Steve Nash was uh injured, but he ended up suiting up just because they needed somebody else to come in. Like four people fouled out. That game out. was crazy. Yeah, that game was ridiculous. On the bench. I remember oh god, Chris. So that team wasn't good, to say the least. Yeah, you had Eric Gordon, but because the trade didn't go down, the team wasn't as good as it, as it could be, which in turn got them Anthony Davis. Now, of course, we know what's happening to Anthony Davis now, but still. And let's talk about the Rockets. 
that was the year Yao Ming was definitely about to retire because the year prior he only played five games due to injury. Of course, we all know about his feet problems and everything. You match up. Oh, and that means T-Mac wouldn't have had to do as much as he had to do, which in turn, of course, aggravated his uh, back injuries. You put T-Mac alongside Pau Gasol? Boy! That's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a dynamic duo. Now, I don't know if it was, would be as strong as Kobe and Powell, but T-Mac, remember, even Kobe said a couple, a, couple, a couple weeks ago in that interview for ESPN that he wished he would have played with T-Mac. Like, T-Mac was, I don't know if you consider him a shooting guard or small forward, but he was, one of, he was like top five back in the day. T-Mac was that dude, man. I put that on. I put that on episode. T Mac. If it wasn't for injury, T Mac would be one of the greatest. But Pau Gasol on the Rockets with Ron Artest, with Steve Blake, with Shane Battier at the time. If you don't remember, with T Mac, like that would have been a squad, bro. And then let's talk about the team that it affected the most. The Clippers. I don't think we would know who DeAndre Jordan was if it wasn't for Chris Paul. Mm -hmm. Wow. I think he would have been great. I don't think Blake Griffin would have been as good as he was without Chris Paul. And the Clippers have been trash since the NBA started. So, I mean, you had that one year (laughs) with with Darius Miles and uh, and Quentin Richardson and all them, but um, oh yeah, Lamar Odom used to be on the Clippers. He was on there for like two, 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 three minutes, and then he was like, "Yeah, giving the hell out of here. I'm too good for this team," which he was. But the Clippers, like, not only did it help the Clippers, but I think that helped Chris Paul too. It helped and hurt Chris Paul because Chris Paul was known for empty stats. He was known for the dude to be getting, you know, averaging 15, 16 assists a game. Uh, He was, remember, there was a legit point guard battle between him and Darren Williams at the time. Yeah. But everybody looked at Chris Paul as, I mean, he's doing all this, but they're not winning anything. Like, the, the, the Hornets were either making it to the playoffs and getting swept first round. That's when they had Tyson Chandler. Or they were just, they just sucked. So <laughs> this, this trade would have made a major, it would have affected the Magic. It would have affected the Boston Celtics, who beat you, <laughs> who were still, it would have affected LeBron. Like this, this trade, man. That's crazy. You know, David Stern, the one thing, David Stern, all right, so David Stern leaves with nothing else or left with nothing else. We know he affected this trade. He wink, wink, might have affected Patrick Ewing going to the Knicks. And he single-handedly ruined Dwight Howard's legacy. So... It's just, do you you think, all right, so imagine if Kobe would have won seven rings. How do you think the narrative would have changed on him? 
Well, man, people people already say Kobe's the GOAT. You know, crazy people, but people would be definitely saying Kobe's the GOAT. Yeah. And the narrative would have been seven rings, bruh. Seven rings in the modern era? Like, that's crazy. Not to mention. We, just, oh, I'm sorry. What was that? He, and he would have won. Now That's four without Shaq. That would have been four rings without Shaq. So. And there were, yeah, and there would have been a huge discussion is, was Shaq, did Shaq need Kobe? Because people remember there was a, a, like a really quick discussion. Did Shaq need a superstar? Because if you think about it, Shaq didn't win his championship. Shaq won a championship with Kobe, and then Shaq won a championship with a young and crazy D Wade. And they're like, you know, that kind of got put to bed when like Shaq is dominant. But that would have affected Shaq's legacy too. Because then we would have been looking at Shaq like, Shaq, how the hell can you do that? You know? Because then you remember back then, Shaq just started jumping to, like, he just. Did a whack-a-mole. Like, what team am I going to next? I remember, I remember looking up, and he was on the Celtics. Yeah, so, Shaq was on the Suns, the Cavs, the Celtics. Yeah, he was all over. Um, And then I remember, I don't know, for people that haven't, go check it out. I remember putting an all-NBA injury team. An honorable mention. Yeah. An honorable mention was Chris Paul. Chris Paul was always, like, either almost there or he was in prime position to get to at least a championship. And either it was injury or him just playing like trash really affected that. Imagine if we're looking at Chris Paul now and saying, oh, well, he's a two-time or he's a, he's a champion or a two-time champion. And this was that, – that trade was on like the brink of – or the, the, the beginning of the super, super team era. So we wouldn't be looking at Chris Paul as like, oh, well, he's great, but he can never get it done to end. It would have been like, hey, Chris Paul's a champion. Fact. Which would have been a huge discussion is, which would have been a bigger discussion as in where does Chris Paul land on the greatest point guards of all time? Because when we talk about it now, and I'm not just saying it because of bias, but we have, you know, Magic Johnson, uh, Stockton. Even Steph Curry, and people always say well, Steph Curry compared to Chris Paul, one thing or the, the multiple things that Steph Curry has that Chris Paul doesn't is rings and MVPs. So that would have, that would have, that really would have changed everything for uh, CP3. And then we look at Dwight Howard. What's the Dwight Howard all, all jokes all the time? Dwight Howard never takes it seriously. You can't really say that if you have a ring or two. And he's yeah. a he would have been a uh, a huge part of that because before the injury, like I said, there was an eight to ten year span where he was the best point. I mean, best uh, center in the league, and, and undeniably, was undeniably, undeniably wasn't country. even close. Exactly. Now, of course, there was those. Oh, what about Andrew Bynum? No, get the, get the, Andrew Bynum was not even close to Dwight. So at, at their peaks. So what I'm saying is, I would I would just say on the offensive end. Sorry to cut you. Uh, on the offensive end, Andrew Bonner was more skilled, but nobody was touching Dwight, bro. Exactly. No, nobody. Nobody. So it's just that. that, And they, to me, they fit so they – I mean, now, yeah, Kobe would have had to relinquish the ball a little bit, which we had never seen Kobe do. But then, on the contrary, Kobe never played with a ball-dominant point guard. 
Kobe never the one time Kobe played with a ball dominant point guard was Team USA. And you see what the hell happened there. So <laughs> Kobe never played with a ball dominant. So I and I think and of course Kobe was aging. So I think Kobe would have been able to, you know, relinquish the ball a little bit. And Dwight Howard, you would have you would have had to fall in line, my G. But I think it would have been easier for Dwight to fall in line if he was seen, oh shit, well, we winning. You know what I mean? Like I can't. You winning? I'm catching lives from CP3. Like, and and that's adding years to my career because, like I said, he doesn't have to bang as much as he did in uh, Orlando. So, damn, that would have that would have changed everything. Yeah, I think you would have just seen like Kobe just like getting to his spots, post fadeaway, post fadeaway. Now, do I think he oh, still would average 27, 28, 29 points? Yes, but would they? I I think Kobe was the most inefficient score ever but he scored don't get me wrong i'm not saying that as a jab i'm saying kobe would take 30 37 shots a game now he'll still average 30 but i'm just saying like kobe took a lot of shots and that was just kobe you know there was a point i remember you know they were always saying like damn kobe's a ball hog but there was a certain point where hey kobe's great that's just kobe you know what i mean that's 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 what kobe gonna do and just damn just imagine just imagine and just imagine with the Rockets, man, because even even then the Rockets were like on the cusp. If you put a, a veteran and a savvy player like Pau Gasol along with T Mac, like oh yeah, so about T Mac, I was just looking and we're talking 2011, 2012. T Mac was on the Pistons in 2010, 2011. I don't know if you remember when T Mac was on the Pistons, coming off the bench, and then 2011, 2012. Uh, he was on the Hawks. So T Max last year with Houston was uh he was on Houston and he got traded to the Knicks. I don't know if you remember that either. Dude, I do. I just I, I just finished looking it up. So T Mac T Mac was on the Knicks in two two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Looking at looking at uh looking at T Mac on the Hawks was like looking at Yo, I forgot all about that. Was like looking at Hakeem the dream Elijah one on the Toronto Raptors or looking at Patrick Ewing on the magic and just Shaq on the Celtics, Shaq on the Celtics, Shaq on the Celtics. Get out. All right. I think, I think we're done with that trade. That's that's as we, we clearly see that trade was, was, yeah. can we please, please be done. Please be done with that. I don't <laughs> want to talk about it anymore. All right. Well, <laughs> let's, let's talk about it. Let's, let's talk about a quick one. And I'm I'm not saying quick as this trade to me or this non-trade that didn't happen has as much as much of a ripple effect as the 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 CP3 one, and that was Golden State needed a big man. Golden mm-hmm. State had two ball dominant guards, which was Steph Curry and Monte Ellis. The original trade would have been Steph Curry and like a pick or something for Andrew Bogut. But the medical doctors for Milwaukee didn't think that Steph Curry would be able to pass the physical with his 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 ankles, because of course what people like to forget was Steph Curry had probably one of the weakest angles of all time before. Yeah, they were very, very bad. Hell, he I remember he had surgery 
on his ankles. I've never, I mean, I've heard of it, but I've never heard of somebody twisting an ankle two days later having surgery, season-ending surgery. And this was like his second year. So I'm like, damn, well, I remember what he was at Davidson, but I guess I never, I remember, I was a big fan of Curry and Davidson, but I'm like, hey, damn, well, he might not ever be the same. Clearly he wasn't. He was a lot better. But I was the same way, man. Yeah, but so the trade would have been Andrew Bogut for Curry. Now, that means <laughs> that, oh, man, it would have been Monte Ellis, Clay Thompson. No, it wouldn't have even been Clay Thompson because, remember, the Warriors sucked after that trade because Monte Ellis was their best player at the time. Yeah, I don't even know if all of that happens. Yeah, so then that means they wouldn't have been they wouldn't have been uh in the position to get Andre. I mean, uh, what's his name? Clay Thompson. That means they probably wouldn't have been smart enough to get a. Well, they couldn't get a play. They couldn't get a player like they would not have been able to get a player like uh Draymond Green because Monte Ellis was so ball dominant. That means Draymond Green wouldn't have been as good as he was. That means. They wouldn't, because remember, Andre Gudala said one main reason why he went to Golden State was because of Steph Curry and how mm-hmm. his how free they play. That wouldn't have been the case because a lot of people in the organization loved Monte, but they understood Monte doesn't really pass the ball too much. Damn, like that non-trade for Curry. Like imagine, imagine Curry. On the Bucks, and the thing is, I don't think Curry would have been as good because it also matters where you land or where you stay. Like, like we just said, I don't think Kobe would have been as good if he went to Charlotte. I don't think, I don't think Steph Curry would have been that good if he would have went to the Bucks. Because who the hell, who the hell does the Bucks have? They had Michael Red, or Michael Red was like pretty much on his way out, like. Oh yeah, on the Bucks that uh Brandon, that's the Brandon Jennings day. Brandon Jennings day and OJ Mayo. So Curry definitely wouldn't have been getting the ball because they loved Brandon Jennings. And it also helped I think what his second game, he dropped fifty five on Curry. Um Yeah, won the Warriors, yep. So it was one of his early games. So Curry wouldn't have had three rings. The, the the Golden State Warriors that we that we think of now would most definitely wouldn't have been because then there wouldn't have been KD definitely wouldn't have went because one they wouldn't I don't think they would have been good enough to even have seventy three and nine wins they wouldn't have been good enough good enough to even be to even get to the Western Conference Finals to play OKC they wouldn't have been good enough to win in two thousand fifteen like that trade. That or that trade that didn't happen really affected everything. Well, not everything, but a lot that we see now. And then even look at and, and it kind of kind of killed what's his name's career. Look at Monte Ellis' career. In fact, yeah, he's not even in the league without anymore. Look, without looking at when's the last time Monte Ellis played? I want to say without looking at I want to say two years ago. Monte Ellis ain't been in the league either two or three years. It two or three, three years, years ago. I didn't see no press saying Monte Ellis has been has been retired. I didn't see because he was he. I think his last team was like the Pacers or something. It was the Pacers. I think it was the Pacers. He 
His last game I remember ever seeing him is Clay Thompson dropping 61 on them boys. And that was the game where they said, oh, Monte Ellis come back. We want to we let them know that they made the right, they made the right decision. <laughs> Keeping keep Steph Curry. Clay Thompson, because Paul George is on that team too. Like, what happened? To yeah. Monte felt like he, he just went in the oh, – it was crazy. It was crazy. But – it would that that Curry wouldn't have been. I don't think. I don't think we. To be honest with you, I think we Curry would have just been one of the, another player. Yeah, he can shoot. He he might have been a Kyle Korver maybe, but Curry wouldn't have got the ball. Curry would have had the same problem with the point guard and ball. You know stuff that he dealt with in Golden State instead of it being a point guard battle between him and Monte Ellis. It would have been him, Brandon Jennings. Now he would have had uh no I, it's it's you know it's funny because we have two more trades and non trades to talk about, but it's just funny how the NBA is affected by things that either do or do not happen completely off the court. Like imagine just imagine that. Imagine if Curry was not on the Golden State Warriors right now, where would he? Where would he be? Where would Golden State be? Would they be light years ahead of like Joe Lacob wants to say? They could like where would where would uh, Russell Westbrook be right now? Because if it wasn't for Curry, I don't think Russell Westbrook would be playing without Paul George. I mean, playing without uh, Kevin Durant. Where would Paul George be right now? That ain't gonna work with the Lakers. With the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> Probably would be. Like, oh, man. That that made so... And remember, and remember. And you got to also think, Chris Paul probably wouldn't be on the Rockets. Because the Rockets made that trade just to compete just with to the Warriors. Com- with the Warriors. Chris Paul would have probably still been on the Clippers collecting $250 million a year. Blake Griffin probably would have still been on the Clippers. DeAndre Jordan would have probably still been on the Clippers. And if you remember, Klay Thompson was one step out the door because they were about to trade his ass for uh, Kevin Love. Kevin Love, yep. Remember, back to the guru, David West said, no, we're not doing I mean, Jerry West said, yo, we're not doing that, bro. Like, everybody in management wanted was about to trade this man, Klay. Jerry West was the only one that said no. Now look, you still got the Splash Brothers. Like it's damn, that is crazy. That is crazy. Jerry West saved Golden State. This trade saved Golden State because Monte Ellis was. And remember, Monte Ellis was not a good point guard. He was a good shooting guard, but he was never a good point guard. Facts. We saw that with Dallas, where they had to put JJ Barea at the one. And Monte Ellis had it too. <laughs> it's just, man, it's it's wild. It's wild. But, hey, we got a Golden State Dynasty out of it, I guess. And yeah. they're, st- they're still going. Spoiler alert, I don't think Kevin Durant's leaving after next year. Now, the year after, maybe. But I think we got one. He'll be the fir- one of the first players ever to win four straight if, if he stays. So, But... You know, 
So, a couple weeks ago was the eight-year anniversary of the trade of Carmelo Anthony trade to New York. Uh, that people don't really understand until they really until hindsight how much that at the time helped I guess the Knicks but it hurt the Knicks and it and it really helped Denver in a major way yeah so Denver got Wilson Chandler fat Raymond Felton Danilo Gallinari, Timothy Mosgoff, and a 2014 first-round pick, um, which turned out to be Joseph, uh, Nurkic, that plays for Portland right now. New York got Mello, Chauncey Billups, Sheldon Williams, Anthony Carter. You remember Anthony Carter? Yeah, I remember him, that ballpoint guard. Yeah, ballpoint. I remember him. And Ronaldo Balkman. You remember him? In fact, last time we saw I remember, him, yeah, I remember Ronaldo Balkman. He got a uh, fighting overseas. Um, that doesn't surprise me. I didn't even yeah. see that, but that doesn't surprise me. He was wild. He was wild. So let me let me tell you how much this affected. I think now, of course, you you give me your input, but before the year before this. If you don't remember, Mark Stoudemire was on that historic run where he scored like 14, 30-point 30, 30, 30 game. The Knicks, the Knicks were... Wow, the Knicks weren't all... Like, they weren't never, except for back in the 70s, they were never playoff, like, per, perennial playoff teams. They had solid pieces. And Carmelo Anthony thought he was going to a team with a at least 8.9, 9, 8.5, 9 out of 10, Amari Stoudemire, and he was going home, I guess, quote-unquote. He didn't anticipate Amari Stoudemire the next year just blowing his back out. Mm-hmm. He didn't anticipate and his knees going out. He didn't anticipate that they would be good and they would be fan, but he didn't understand that the, 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 the Knicks, well, I guess he understood, but he didn't think anything of it, really. The Knicks fans don't care about what happens in the regular season. They want playoffs. They want championships because they haven't seen one. They also he does also didn't understand that Chauncey Billis was old at that point. Chauncey Billis, uh, super old. Super old. Anthony Carter was not a freaking solid point guard. Uh, Sheldon Williams, I think he's known now for uh, marrying some hip hop chick. And Ronaldo Balkman was wild. He, oh, and that also sent David Lee to the Warriors, who is a champion now. Oh, yeah. Now, and I, and I talk about this because while this had a rep, this had a, a huge effect on Melo's career because this was the point where Melo wasn't really known for just wanting the money. Bella was known for a great scorer who, remember, the, 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 the talk around Melo was he never had help in Denver. Like, he had J.R. Smith, but other than that, he had the one year with AI where they went to the Western Conference Finals. 
Mm. I'm sorry, not with AI, with Chauncey Bills. So they went to the Western Conference Finals, but and they go to Conference Finals with AI too. I think they went to the second round. Okay. Uh, they went to the Western Conference Finals with uh, what's his name, Chauncey Billups, and they got smacked by the Lakers. But that was a battle. That was a, it was a smacking, but it was a battle. You put Mellow in New York. Now, of course, New York fans loved it. This Mellow. You remember he dropped what 60, 64 points. Um, he had a couple great games. And of course, they went to the playoffs and faced off against the Heat, where they got smacked there. Um, Cause this didn't stand a chance. But this trade set New York back so much, and this is why when we talk about trades and non-trades, why I was always I, I was I was cautious about the Lakers giving up all those pieces for Anthony Davis. Now, yes, at the, Anthony Davis is a lot better than Carmelo Anthony at the time, but look at how much this set back New York. Mm-hmm. The Lakers wouldn't have had, I'm not going to say wouldn't have had a future. They were, definitely, if that would have trade would have went down, that would have been a win-now mode for real. But they wouldn't have had no, like, they would have gave up, what, five draft, eight draft picks and five players? That's 13 players. Too much. Too much. And that's, like, it's, you give up Wilson Chandler, who was solid. Fat Raymond Felton. No, I'm never going to. Fat Raymond Felton. Danella Gallinaro, who's still solid now. Timothy Moss Golf, who's a champion. Uh, and pretty much Joseph Nurkic, who is solid for the, the Portland Trailblazers right now. It. Mm. And it brings me to my second point. This isn't the first time, and that's not. This isn't the first trade where we really saw Mello's. Mello wanted to, all right. So Mello wanted to get out of Denver as bad as possible, like he, and which is stupid. And I'm gonna say it's stupid because of this. If he would have, I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you why. Why was he so pressed to leave Denver? Like they they were consistently good. Like I could see if they were horrible. But, like, they weren't bad. Yeah, but he wanted the bigger market. I get that, too, but... Because, you remember, he wanted to get as far away from Kobe as possible because the Lakers smacked all hell out of him all the time. He wanted to the bigger market because, of course, Denver... Nobody really watched Denver back in the day. Other than Melo and J.R. Smith hopping over Gary Neal. Like, it doesn't... They don't... <laughs> they didn't have too many... Like, they had Birdman and... That's about it. Like, Denver, Denver is a hard, even today, Denver's a hard team. How good they are today is, is, is still true. It's a hard team to recruit players to go there. It's always cold. For sure. That's there. That's facts. You can't yeah. really get players to go there unless it's via trade. Exactly. And he wanted and he drafting. So, yeah. Yeah. And he wanted a bigger market. The thing that I look at Melo's, like, like, nigga, what were you thinking? Was all he had to do was wait until the off season. If he would have stayed, if he would have played out the season, he would have been a free agent, which means mm-hmm. he could have went to the New York Knicks, and they wouldn't have to gut their whole team for him, which is stupid on the Knicks' part. Because mm-hmm. everybody and a mama. Now, of course, it could have been the same situation with Paul George, but this would have been the first time we've seen it. 
everybody named Mama knew he wanted to go to the Knicks. Why don't you just wait it out so you can keep a player like Danilo Gallinari? You can keep a player like Wilson Chandler to come off the keep bench. Keep them draft picks, too. You can keep those draft picks, which turned into Nurkic. You can... And, and, and... Oh, and what's even worse was Chauncey Billups and Anthony Carter, the two point guards that you needed, were free agents after the end of the year, which walked, and they walked. Yeah, because Chauncey Billups went to the Clippers, right? Yes. And Anthony Carter went to uh, and one. So, <laughs> what I'm saying, it was so, like, Melo, his impatientness really effed up his, his, his future. And the Knicks. And it effed up the Knicks' future. Hell, the Knicks ain't been good since, what, the first two years or first year that Melo was there? Because that's the year yeah, they went to the playoffs. So. I think it was the first couple of years. Yeah, that's the year they went to the playoffs and got smacked by Braun and them. Like, yeah. ever since then, they've been they've been pulling for strings. Now they're hoping and praying that they that two like their two max spots is going to be a player like KD and and Kyrie. But they mess around and get Tobias Harrison and Demarcus Cousins. Then what you gonna do then? Or or Chris Middleton and Jimmy Butler. <laughs> then what you, what you gonna do then? So this really messed like. If Melo would have been paid, Melo and the Knicks, because it's not just the Knicks had to pull the trigger too. If Melo and the Knicks would have been patient, they wouldn't have ruined their future. And and you got any thoughts on that, bro? What on the Knicks' future? Yeah. Just just I on, mean on Melo and, and and we see this sometimes with players. Like we saw the patient, like how patient the the Hornets, are, I mean the Pelicans are being now, Anthony Davis, but. Just how, if they would have been patient, the Knicks, the Knicks wouldn't have been as trash as they are now. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. They definitely, you know, would have had more picks. Uh, I mean, pretty much. I mean, you pretty much summed it up well, honestly, bro. Uh, I don't. I mean, I don't know, man. Like the Knicks, like this definitely set them back because uh, it it didn't pan out at all. I mean, they eventually, luckily, got Porzingis, and then. Now he's gone. He's gone. Like after all of this mess, they luckily got him, and Phil Jackson drafted him. Uh, they they got. I don't know, man. It's terrible. I, I feel bad for the Knicks, man. Oh, but man. then I don't because they could have just waited for Melo. They literally could have just waited, and you know it would have been able to surround him with more talent, I guess. But they could have waited for Melo. They could have not. Uh, they could have um not been um. Phil Jackson sloppy seconds, which then in turn ruined Melo's stock. They could have, uh, remember, Melo didn't like all the attention going to Jeremy Lin during Lin's sanity. Yeah. So, and, and he didn't even want the Knicks to resign Jeremy Lin. So, they started cutting Jeremy Lin's minutes because Melo wasn't liking it. Melo didn't like the stardom and the star power not, look, not going to him. So, and that brings me to my next point. And this, the New York Knicks mellow, was the first mellow that we really saw him really only care about the money. And it goes into junk. It goes into juncture with the last trade that we'll talk about, or last. Yeah, well, it's sort of a trade. Last trade that we talk about. So as we know, Braun free agency went to New York which then in turn 
I mean, not New York, Miami, which then in turn, they traded for Paul, I mean, Chris Paul, not Chris Paul, Chris Bosch, and they had, yeah. uh, they had um, D-Way already. If you remember, Chris Bosch was not supposed to be the third person. It was supposed to be Mellow. It was supposed to be, they were supposed to sign, or what's the name? Chris, uh, LeBron James was supposed to go there because they already had D-Wade. Then shortly after that, Melo was supposed to lift his no-trade clause and go to Miami. The thing is, he would have to take a pay cut. Because remember the first year, they all took a pay cut. Um, yeah, they D- all took pay cuts. D-Wade had to restructure his his deal to get less money. LeBron James took less money, and Chris Bosh took less money because they wanted a ring. Melo wasn't with that. So Melo, if you remember, that was his that was his contract year. They, they re-upped and gave him another contract. Yeah, he signed the max. He signed the max and reinforced the no-trade clause. Which in turn sends Chris Boss to the Heat instead of Melo. Imagine if it was Melo, LeBron James, and D Wade on the Miami Heat. And it doesn't stop there. If you also remember, the Bulls just got Pau Gasol. The Bulls then shifted their focus to Melo. That team Wait, was it. Pau Gasol was that the Pau Gasol year or the Carlos Boozer year? I think it was that, Carlos Boozer. No, th- oh, it was. It was Carlos Boozer. I'm sorry. No, because remember Carlos Boozer was on the team, but they were gonna get Pau Gasol because their uh, Lakers were this close to trading Pau Gasol. They were gonna get Pau Gasol and Carmelo Anthony. So it would have been because I remember putting this lineup on. Uh, this kind of shows my age. Uh, Facebook. It would have been. D Rose at at point, Jimmy Butler at the shooting guard. Power forward would have been Melo. No, small forward would have been Melo. Power forward would have been Chris Ball. I mean Chris Carlos Boozer, and it would have been Paul Gasol at the five. You're so what year? What year are we talking? Because Paul Gasol's first year with Chicago was 2014. That's that's the year I'm talking about. No, okay. So and. Uh, so what I'm saying is, those are two instances where Melo clearly, t- you telling me that team can't go toe to toe with Miami Heat. That remember Derrick Rose, yeah he was battling injury, but think about it, Derrick Rose, Jimmy Butler, Melo, Carlos Boozer at the time where he wasn't trash at that time, and Pau Gasol. You telling me that team can't go up against uh? Wouldn't go up against um, the Heat. That team couldn't beat anybody. Not to mention, coming off the bench, you had the infamous Luau Dang. You also had <laughs> the infamous. <laughs> you also had Ronnie Brewer, who was a defender. You had young Taj Gibson. Like, what I'm saying is, Melo's actions not only messed up the future of a franchise with the Knicks. We're still hoping and praying to get somebody. But he ruined his own legacy. 
not ruined. He altered his own legacy. There were two, three instances where he could have gone to the better team or he could have waited and the team would have still been good. And what did he do? He took the money. Or he was being impatient and said, no, get me out now. And now look. Now Melo isn't even in the league. He's hoping mm. that a team picks him up. He's hoping that the Lakers pick him up. But if you really look at it, and I, and I was talking to a boy about this, the Melo doesn't fit with any team. Yeah, you're right. He doesn't fit with a rebuilding team because he wants the ball, so that really stunts the growth of the young players. He doesn't fit with a win-now team, as we saw with the Rockets and we saw with OKC. He doesn't, he's not good with, he wants to pretty much be the star still, and that's definitely not the case. It's like, Melo, oh man. I understand that the NBA is a business. And I understand that uh, you, many players try to get as much money as possible before they leave, right? But coming in the 2003 draft, while it was known that LeBron James was the best player, Melo was the most accomplished player out of that draft. Of course, he just won a national championship. And he was, I think, remember, he, there was a real debate of him or LeBron should have won rookie of the year. Because he was hooping in Denver. Yeah, Melo was nice. Braves and Melo was undefeated. So it's just that trade or non-trade really messed up. Like, really altered the way that we look at Melo. Really altered the way that we look at the league. Because think about it. Say the big three never, say Chris Bosh never went to the big three. Chris Bosh was on the fringe of, oh man, like he's, Chris Bosh was on that Chris Paul syndrome. Like you're good, but he was battling injuries. And we didn't know, like he was just winning in Toronto, but it wasn't, you know, he wasn't really doing much. Yeah, they would just go to the playoffs and get bounced. Uh, Chris, ba- Chris, I mean, LeBron was losing to the Celtics every year. And D Wade, he was facing injury. He was battling injuries, and he—I mean, D Wade was just D Wade. He was a great player, but I don't—he—he wasn't—he wasn't the Miami. He wasn't good enough to win no championship. Like now, of course, we all know how the big three. I mean, yeah, the big three ended, and we all know the era that it ushered. Because of course, now you have super teams like the, you know. Golden State Warriors, but Nello really could have been a part of that. And he was just on the wrong side of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nello could have been a what, multiple-time champion, at least a one-time champion. Nello's never been to the finals. Think about that. In 2003, Darko has a championship. Braun has, what, three championships. C, uh, D-Wade has three championships. Chris Bosh has two championships. Melo, who coming into that draft was the, the best offensive player by a country mile, uh, isn't even in the league right now. Sad, man. It's... It really... Just how differently one or two situations can change the entire league. 
like we said, if, if Kobe would have went to the Bulls, if Chris Paul was never that trade was never vetoed, if they if if they sent Steph Curry instead of Monte Ellis, if they sent Clay Thompson for Kevin Love, if 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 Melo would have been smart, if you know it, this shows, like I said, that the league. Not only is the is a players' league because we're all talking about players that could have really shifted, or really shifted the paradox of what we know. But if it wasn't for if it wasn't for a couple of things, there would be no Splash Brothers. There would be no oh Melo's not a winner. All he cares about is money. There would be no uh, Kobe could be the goat. There would be no damn Chris Paul can never win a championship. Neither can Dwight Howard. There wouldn't there wouldn't be no. Damn, like Monta, you know, Golden State is a dynasty because of the Steph Curry, who's a two-time MVP. There, there would be none of that. Yeah, and, still be KD and OKC. KD and OKC or somewhere else. Uh, and, and and that's the case. And I, I'm not gonna talk about it because, of course, it was kind of over. But one trade I could have talked about was the Rockets trade for James Harden. Hmm. And how that affected the entire... It's crazy how. <laughs> okay, see, last thing I'm going to say before I, 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 I let you go. Appreciate your time, by the way, man. Um, oh, yeah, no problem, bro. No problem. This was long overdue, bro. Yeah, the last thing I'm going to say is you had three MVPs and Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden. And you arguably have the worst one of the three. Because you wanted to quote unquote stay loyal and you saw a higher upside with Serge Ibaka. Uh, and they paid Kendrick Perkins too. And they paid Kendrick Perkins. And if it wasn't for $3 million, not total, not like in the span of like three a year, no, $3 million total. $3 million, period. You broke up three MVPs. One, who might win back to back? Like I said, man, it it is crazy how situations happen. Damn, bro. Now, no, I don't think they would be MVP caliber. Like they wouldn't. They all wouldn't win MVPs playing together. And of course, it'd be different. But James Harden to come out and said he wanted to stay with OKC. So. I definitely think they wanted they would have won a championship or two. Mm-hmm. Which then would have altered the, the NBA even more. But we're not gonna get into that. Um again, man, this is the Unpopular Podcast. I wanna thank my man Mike, man. Again, like you said, this has been long overdue, bro. Uh tell the people where they can find you at, man. Oh yeah, man. Oh, it was no problem coming on, bro. But uh you can find me. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, uh, be like Mike. Uh, it's an X instead of the I on Mike. So B E L I K E M X K E. And you can also follow my other Instagram, which is Curry in the Pot Post. And then uh, my podcast is called Curry in the Pot. You can find me on I- iTunes Podcast and SoundCloud. I gotta get on uh, Stitcher and Google Play and all that good stuff like Jalen, but Spotify too. I gotta get on that soon. But uh, yeah, you can find me Curry in the Pot. Uh, I do episodes uh, pretty much weekly. Uh, lately, I've been doing some collaborations. I had Jalen on a couple of times, but 
Yeah, man. Uh, curing the pot is what I do. Uh, you know, you can come and you know, come come welcome to my world on live from the 301. You know, you can come check me out over there. Uh, yeah, man. But I do mailbag episodes, uh, roundtable episodes. Uh, but yeah, weekly episodes, man. You can catch me, man. Again, I want to thank my. You know, this. <laughs> y'all want to. I'm gonna put all this information in the bio, of course. But the funniest thing, if you look at Mike, Mike goes crazy when the Lakers lose. <laughs> man. I remember. I remember. Hey, co- I was. Wa- you watched that game last night? Oh my god, <laughs> Mike. Mike, oh man, like the funniest thing. Now, of course, I'm I'm not gonna hold y'all, but the funniest thing. Go back to Mike's post when the Lakers lost to the Haw- to the Hawks. Man, that, that's that's all I'm gonna say about that. <laughs> that's all. I'm Bro, say. I was tweeting in all caps. Oh my god, <sighs> the I, Hawks. I DM Mike, and he was he wasn't having none of it. He's the Hawks. <laughs> Before we get to the game of the week. I just want to take time to, one, recognize, because I didn't even see this until I did some research, but recognize U.S. cyclist Kelly Catlin. I hope I'm saying her name correctly or her last name correctly. If not, I apologize. But she was a U.S. track cyclist who helped the U.S. women's pursuit team Win silver in in the Rio Games 2016. She was found dead on Friday in California at age 23. I don't know how she was. I don't know how she was, you know, found dead. Now they said that she killed herself. And I just, I'm just taking time. I know this is sad. I know this is uh, quite morbid, but I just want to take time. And send out my condolences to the family. Uh, suicide is tough, man. Suicide is tough. Uh, I understand that you know sometimes it's 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 hard to 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 make it through the day for some people. And again, I I, I want to shed light on this because I don't hear I haven't heard a lot of people talk about this. Maybe out of the respects of the family, uh, I haven't really heard ESPN report this. So again, I, I want to send my condolences to the family. And rest in peace, Kelly Catlin, uh, age 23. And she was a U.S. silver medal winner. So I'm going to have a moment of silence for her. And now that we're back, um, let's get to the game of the week. Game. Blouses. I call game. Expect the game. It's game time. You play no game. It's the game of the week. So this is a big week for Golden State. While, of course, we know that they're they're pretty much sleepwalking. They just lost last night to the Suns at home. And we know that they're pretty much waiting for the playoffs. This is a big week for Golden State because not only do they play Houston, who has pretty much had their number the last few times they played, or the last couple of times they played them actually, but they 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 also play OKC on Saturday, and that is my game of the week. Golden State at OKC at 8:30 on ABC. 
And this is why it's my game of the week. This has so many implications for so many reasons. Golden State, because they lost yesterday, they're pretty much neck and neck with Denver for the number one seed. Now, before, I usually didn't think that Golden State needed the number one seed, but as <laughs> this season to show that they, they need as much going their way as possible. Not saying that they aren't good or not saying that they need it, but I think they definitely won home court this year. And Denver has an easier schedule. Well, they have a tough schedule, but and Golden State has an easier schedule. But as we've seen, Golden State they can they just lost to the Suns. They can lose anybody. And then you look at OKC. From slots three to six, are pretty much jockeying for position. OKC, Portland, Utah, and Houston. Not saying that's the order, but. They're all pretty much jockeying for three, for third seed to fifth or sixth. Okay, see, you don't, one, you're pretty much measuring how good you are going against Gold State. And two, you don't want to go in there. The first people you play, or, or you don't want to see Golden State in the second round. Or you don't want to be the fourth seed and have to play Utah, or have to play Houston in the second round. That's just not what you want to do. So this game has a lot on Saturday again. This game has a lot. Saturday, March 16th. This game has a lot of implications. Do I think this matters as much to Golden State as it does OKC? No. Now, don't don't get me wrong. This game is very important, especially with this loss to uh, yesterday against the Suns. Oh, man. But don't think that, don't think, I think just like how they, uh, last week, how, or last Saturday, I believe, or Sunday, no, Friday, on Friday when Golden State beat Denver, I think they're going to get up for Houston. I also think they're going to get up for Okay, see now. Of course, we have to see. Kevin Durant did twist his twist his ankle uh, yesterday, so we're gonna see how he plays. So that's that's a big factor. But that's my game of the week, March sixteenth, Saturday, March sixteenth. OKC at Golden State, eight thirty p.m. at ABC. And there you have it, man. I wanna I wanna thank Mike Curry for coming on the podcast. I wanna thank everybody that's listening. This is episode thirty-seven of the unpopular podcast i feel like i'm getting better you know every week i'm pinpointing something to do i'm not trying to say but a lot in this episode i think i did a pretty good job again this is the unpopular podcast and and again i want to thank you guys and until next time much love Shit 
for my nigga Rennie Back when we couldn't buy pizza cause we were down to pennies Feel like we go back a century, run to the store for centuries Then bring it back to your brother, man, we had to respect it He was wavy doing mixtapes out of your basement He let us hit the weed on occasion for entertainment Then he would leave us at the house and go out on a mission We probably would have got in less trouble just going with him Feel like I never say much, but man, there's a lot to know Feel like the difference between us really starting to show I'm looking at they first week numbers like, what are those? <laughs> I mean, you boys not even coming close I gave niggas like you a reason for celebration You number one and I'm Eddie Murphy, we trading places Look in the mirror, I'm closer than I really appear Creeping like chili without the tender love and care No tender love and care and no love and affection I got a price on my head, but there's a risk to collecting I might be here as a vessel to teach people a lesson Feel like they wanted me dead